going to say, I can set up the camera somewhere. Is it ready now? Yeah. Let's uh, start with a little prayer. And then I invite each of you to add something to the prayer. Well, thank you, loving God, for this time of sharing on the virtues so critical in each of our lives. Grant that our minds and hearts may be open to your presence as we gather here and be enlightened in our thoughts and in our words to talk about those things that are, are most pleasing in your sight. Fill us with your spirit that all that we say, say and share may give you honor and glory. Amen. Feel free to add. You, you can do the, uh, this is the, 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 the popular Byzantine prayer of okay. the Holy Spirit. Sure. Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth, everywhere present and filling all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, come and dwell within us. Cleanse us of all stain, and save our souls, O gracious one. All right, this one comes a little bit from Alphonsus Liguori, ancient saint. Sure. Bless us, O Lord, grant us thy grace, have mercy upon us. Help us persevere in holy faith, grow in sanctity, and enter into the love of the divine trinity. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Well, let me throw out a couple ideas, and then you all pick up, and then we'll have some share. Yeah. Um, on the on this paper that I've given out, and you might grab a sheet here, copy too. Uh, I say there are there's different lists of, of virtues. And, uh, and I think they really can be all summed up in, in faith, hope, and charity. But in that uh, second paragraph, uh, under the uh, that title, The Importance of the Virtue Program, where it says, however, developing the virtues is not something that we simply accomplish through our own willpower. Christ's gift of salvation offers us the grace necessary to persevere in the pursuit of the virtue. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's so important if we're going to live the virtuous life that we be attentive, you know, and I think that's why prayer is so important in our lives if we're going to live virtue, because it's only with the incentive, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that we can be virtuous, and uh, and and then you know, even when we know what virtue we need to practice, we we need God's continual grace to to practice it worthily, in a way that's consistent and uh, will really meet the need that we're faced with. And then I, I in the next paragraph paragraph down, 
I think it just highlights why virtue is so important in, in any of our Christian lives. You know, where it says, uh, a soldier without courage, a doctor without care, a teacher without patience, a parent without prudence, a spouse without fidelity, a priest without faith, a leader without determination, a magistrate without integrity, and a friend without loyalty are all partners of futility. Not because they lack love, but because they lack the virtue to express it. I think there, in the, every human heart there is a degree of love. But if we're going to really let that love touch the whole of our lives, uh, we need the virtues. Kind of knowledge of the virtues and then, you know, whatever the situa situation may be, it will demand you know, charity or a time of joy, of peace, patience, kindness. Anyway, we need the continued help of God's grace. And then my final comment would be, uh, you know, the very last sentence of this paper, where he says, the artist task of growing in virtue is worth it because a virtuous person is a person whose life is characterized by a sense of vitality, purpose, and joy, regardless of circumstances. And I, I think any of us uh, want to have uh, a sense of vitality, a clear sense of purpose, and, uh, and, and then be filled with joy, you know, in all the circumstances of our life. And so, for me, that's where the whole practice of virtues, where that leads, it's very liberating. Mm -hmm. Anyway, those are my few comments, and I, I invite you all. Well, and, and I, I think that's a great way to start. And I think, ultimately, you know, somebody who's, who's listening to this, um, and they're, they're reading these seven virtues, they might be wondering, okay, um, you know, how do I begin? How do I kind of enter into this? And so, how do we first figure out what it is, the, the virtues that we need to focus on? Well, I think whatever the circumstances, you know, I, I think there's where the importance of prayer, and it's just our, our sensitivity. You know, whatever situation we're in, uh, I think we intuit what we need to do. Or are we, if we're practicing our Christian faith, we'll have a sense what it means to be Christ-like in this situation. And that will tell us right away whether we need to practice kindness or goodness or generosity or gentleness. Anyway, it'll be clear if, if we're tuned in to our, the, the meaning of our faith. Yeah, I would add, um, like I was reading The Spiritual Combat this weekend. Uh, okay. It was St. Francis de Sales' favorite book. He mm -hmm. read it quite often. Mm -hmm. but, um, like it recommended to work on the virtue um, contrary to the vice that you struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. It's like to kind of grow in what you struggle in. Mm -hmm. um, but it said like if you... Um, whatever you're met with, like in a certain situation, 
then you should master that virtue. Like even if you just spend a bit of time on it, mm-hmm. just whatever comes up, you have to address it. Sure. So you're saying that you know whether the circumstances are wherever you're weakest, where you're most inclined to give in device, you develop the opposite of that. Yeah, to have a focus on it, like every morning wake up and try to make a resolution or every day do a penance. Not to get into impatience or anger, but to practice patience. Yeah. If you're you're inclined that way. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I think going off that, like if you're angry at someone or if somebody does something to you, then you should do something nice for that person. Yeah, right. Um, that's just like the Christian kindness, uh, yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. Or if you're inclined to accumulate things for yourself, you know, you know, where you, you know, you're always there kind of pushing your needs and what you want. Well, a spirit of gratitude in the sense of what you have, that's mm-hmm. what you need to practice then. Yeah. And I think it's easy in our world to, to want more things, you know, thinking that things in uh, like the right movie or the right kind of uh, uh, baseball sports game <laughs> will make us happy, you know. Well, well hey, you know, it, it takes much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Going back like the start, the first page, like you said the Holy Spirit has to inspire anything. So yeah. just um, in my own life, I think it was like last week, I was in the Adoration Chapel, just uh, the one in New Haven, the private Adoration Chapel. Mm-hmm. I think I was really tired after it was a long day at work. I think making fudge, and then mm-hmm. um, I was out doing something with my family. And so by the time I was in Adoration, I was like really tired. It's like I couldn't even like. Um, think of prayers in my mind. Like I tried to just go through the simple prayers, like Our Father, Hail Mary. Like I was struggling just to um, just to even pray those. Yeah, right. It's like really, I think, I walked away just um, realizing that like God uh, kind of distanced himself from me. And so that was like, show me that I have to rely on God and even pray these simple prayers. Yeah, right. so I think the paper said like any um, act of virtue has to come from the Holy Spirit. So. It's like any any act of love or anything just comes from God, so whether we recognize it or not. And yet, I think we have to be careful not to get down on ourselves, and especially when we're tired or worn out. Yeah. I know this morning I uh, I had a kind of a restless night, and it kind of it's kind of strange dreams that I don't usually have, and I was I didn't I didn't sleep very well, and uh, and then. Uh, when I got up, and then after vigils, vigils itself, just kind of being attentive to the prayer vigil, I could, you know, uh, kind of stay with it or stay in the spirit of prayer. But then after vigils, I, I go to the infirm chapel, and Father Allen has celebrates Eucharist early in the morning, and on Sundays I'll I'll do that with him, kind of celebrate with him. But I sense, you know, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. And uh, anyway, right after Mass, you know, I decided I was going to sit there and I was 
making a resolve to ask the Lord to, you know, keep me attentive, to be grateful for the celebration and the gift of the Eucharist. And, uh, well, I, I doze off real quick. <laughs> and at one time, you know, I, I, I was going to ask him later, I wonder if I started making some noise. <laughs> Um, <laughs> did he indicate? I don't give you a nudge. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, at one point, I, I just heard uh, uh, Brother Gaetan also, uh, who assisted that mass, that Sunday mass, and then Father Alan. We're all three there after mass, making Thanksgiving. But at one point, I noticed both of them kind of got up, and it seemed earlier. I don't know if it was just because I kind of let out. You know, because I was tired. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, they seemed to have left earlier than they usually do. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, and I, I could feel bad about it, you know, especially if I did, you know, was distracting to them in their Thanksgiving. On the other hand, I just, I, 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 I didn't want to get down on myself, you know, because I was tired, you know, and I didn't. And so I think it's uh, it's good to distrust it in our weakness. God understands that, you know, as you over there in New Haven. Yeah, I think you can um, like go back to the first monastic group where you mentioned like Saint Therese. Just um, like her perspective of God is God as um, like as a father, a forgiving father. Like just these little things, doing the little things like pleases the father. Sure. Um, like being a child, like you wouldn't expect your earthly father to um, get really angry at you if you just started dozing off during the day when you were a young child. So I think that's like we have to realize, just compared to God, like we're really, really small. And so God's more forgiving toward us as long as we don't try to exalt ourselves. Yeah. Pride and, and uh, Brother Joseph and I were into this thing. We've read a little book. I think I may have mentioned it to you, you know, by the Sister Consolata Petroni, an Italian, and it's all about, you know, uh, uh, what the realest way of prayer, or the realest way of love. It is making a simple act of, of, of love. And it, uh, it, it struck me as very helpful in my prayer life because, uh, you know, for years I had practiced what is called the Jesus prayer, which is really just a very simple prayer. You know, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Or as the, the you know, the uh, more famous or the more dedicated persons to that form of prayer, they just reduce it just to the one word, Jesus. That's the name. And uh, anyway, I just think that, uh, you know, uh, just being in, in God's presence and, and turning to God, whatever the need. You know, God, God knows all the things that go through our heads better than we do, you know. <laughs> and, and nothing escapes God, you know. I, and I'm becoming more aware of that in, in terms of creation. You know, part of it is you know, I'm a beekeeper. And I just see more and more 
the God's hand in the, uh, the life of bees and, uh, and just the wonderful dynamic that goes on in the beehive. And, uh, and, uh, and it, there's just this wonderful communication. In fact, I shared it with uh, someone just recently. If, we, if our world could, could live like a, a beehive did, uh, we'd be in constant communication with one another. And, and whatever need would arise, we would address it. You know, and uh, and and then the, the 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 main bee in charge would be the the, uh, the queen bee. In one sense, she's kind of the ruler of the the whole bunch, and yet she's the hardest worker of them all. You know, she has to lay something like you know two to three thousand eggs a day. <laughs> She's groomed, you know, and taken one of she's fed the best of diet, you know, the bees are around her. And they actually use her, uh, uh, the odor that comes from her body, you know, each of our bodies has kind of an oil or odor to it. The bees use that to communicate in the hive. That's so cool. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, uh, there's this uh, pattern of communication that any need arises they're able to, uh, what, to deepen or to uh, share together the need and address it. And I thought, gee, if we could just do that as a human family, we would do really well off. You know, there's enough, there's enough money we could, we could feed the, the whole, or every poor person in the world and, and still have plenty and take good care of all the land if we were sensitive. Yeah, I think the uh, word communication, I don't know if that comes from the word community. Oh yeah, I think related. Are, yeah, very related. Like, just, um, I don't know if you, I think you talked about this in that uh, YouTube video that's up online, uh, yeah. uh, where you're uh, doing the beehive or whatever, but you talk a lot about their community, just um, how they have that community and that really reflects your own monastic community. Yeah, that's no, it. It's truth there. I think I learned that by working here, just um, how much of a community there is amongst everyone in it. And Joseph has a lot of responsibility in that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you do a great job. Yeah, you know? I really appreciate how you facilitate, you know, what needs to be done. Because, you know, if anyone has a job around here that needs to be done, they go to Joseph. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's that famous saying, what, what is it in, uh, is it in Exodus? Or you get the whole... Uh, yeah, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Or go to Joseph. Don't read it. Because... <laughs> I, uh, I'll see he's already doing three or four jobs and someone else is headed in his direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Joseph has my vote for the future abbot. Thank God. Mm, I, I, I don't see that, but but uh, um, um, I, 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 I did want to not, not to 
but but I did want to kind of sure. you know come come back around. Sure. Um, so, you know, and, and you mentioned Sister Consolata too. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that you said, Michael, um, was that you know this whole idea of Saint Francis de Sales. Um, that you know we're waking up um, with this this kind of notion that you know I have this particular vice that I, I need to work on in order to grow in this particular virtue. Okay. Now what Sister Consolata says is um, she says you know just this ceaseless act of love, and she says you know this this. Um, Cheerful yes to everyone, and a grateful yes to everything, right. and through that comes all the virtues. Right. So I'm wondering, you know, through just this this kind of radical acceptance, are are we able to go through all the virtues, or is there there's something valuable about kind of um, kind of honing in on particular ones? Or is that me taking too much control? Yeah. And see, that's, that, I wonder. I think, you know, at one point, I think she says in here how all the virtues are expressions of love. I forget that if it's in here. Anyway, I, I, I'm convinced of that, that all, all the virtues, you know, they are expressions of love. And, uh, uh, the uh, second uh, line, we must combat, above all, selfishness and pride, which results in lack of perfect love of God and neighbor. Well, again, love of God and neighbor is uh, like the fulfillment of, you know, the Christian life. And, uh, and so, I, you know, I think uh, uh, with... Uh, Sister Consolata, okay, there's the act of love, but if you, whatever the situation is, uh, uh, to do, to be loving, you have to practice the proper virtue. You know, if, if, if loving her neighbor, if her, uh, one of her sisters would uh, say something offensive, you, you know, not to react, but be patient and uh, Anyway, that immediately is that. So you have in that act to love all the virtues. Okay. But it is, is there, because, and, and I almost feel like, didn't Sister Consolata have like a point where her, her spiritual director at one point, like very early on, and I could be kind of getting like two things together, but like she said, you know, I want you, or he said to her, I, you know, I want you this week to work on this virtue. Okay. And, and, and it kind of got to the point where it was just like, it was just like an overload. Okay. And does that ring a bell? Or Too that? much for, I, I kind of vaguely remember yeah. something. Yeah, right. And I think that was in yeah. Jesus Appeals to the World. Yeah, right. Um, and again, it's, you know, the practice of virtues, and that's, that's why I tried to, you know, however developing it's not something that we simply accomplish through our own willpower. You know, uh, I, I think the, the beauty of the act of love is it's, 
to really love, we need the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need the presence of divine grace in our hearts. Yes. And uh, so, uh, uh, if you, you know, this spiritual director for this Sister Consolata, you know, it, it was like, you know, can you do this? And again, uh, Francis, I'm pretty sure Francis Sales get in, gets into this too, where he says, you know, if you're going to practice the virtues or if you're going to be the loving person, you're not going to do that on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just cooperating with divine grace. And, and again, for me, that's where prayer is so critical because uh, in prayer, you acknowledge your weakness and your need. And see, I think that sets you up to receive the grace of God. No, no, I, I, and I, 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 I see that. Yeah. Um, but, it, and, I, and I also see, you know, the, the value of, um, of, of knowing, you know, the different virtues and the different, uh, you know, just simply, you know, to have that knowledge. I kind of, I like what you were saying in terms of St. Francis Sales, you know, the, the, you know countering, countering the vice with the virtue. Um, I, I'm just kind of wondering in terms of, you know, what kind of balance. But but it's it, it you know a part of me like really likes that idea actually, um, yeah. I, but I think it's the part of me that like wants to control too. <laughs> so I mean and that's kind of what yeah, why I'm bringing that up. Yeah, that's that's the end of the cute thing, you know, that we kind of want to get in control. It's only when a love of God controls us that we can be the kind of virtuous people we want. It's good to name the virtues, you know, like, you know, the patience, the chastity, the, the temperance. It's good to, to name those, but but to, to practice those, uh, that's the grace of God. Yeah, and um, well, have either of you ever read uh, Blessed Mary Agrida, the City of God, the Mystical City of God? It's um, not to be confused with Augustine, I guess, but it's a big uh, four-book series. Four volumes. Yeah, it's in the library there. But, um, I found those at the bookstore the other day, so I was just, uh, I opened it up, and I was sitting on my couch just kind of skimming through it. It was uh, really amazing stuff. It's about the life of Mary. Okay. So you think um, there's not that much about Mary in the Bible, but this book, um, these books expanded out to like a uh, thousand pages almost. Okay. So it's really uh, depthful. Well, um, who writes these books? Mary, Mary of Agrita. It's the one Brother yeah. Christian likes. Oh, okay. But um, I think the main thing I took away, and so this is the first virtue listed, humility. Um, like people will say, humility is the foundation of all the virtues. Right. I think it's like Saint Bernard that originally said that. Saint, it's a, it's the key of the whole rule, Benedict. Oh yeah, that's probably where it came from. But, um, but anyhow, like, the reason that is, and like, why Mary was um, excellent in humility, is that um, it allows the other virtues to grow, because 
if you don't have humility, um, these other things like anger or whatnot, it can be used against you. And if you just let that in, it will destroy all the other virtues. Yeah. It's like humility cloaked Mary so much that um, Satan like never knew that she was the mother of God, like right up until Jesus died. And in uh, Christ's own life, he was very humble. Um, like it's, this is what it says in the city of God, the mystical city of God. Sorry that Satan didn't know that Jesus was God right up until the moment on the cross where he died. Okay. It's like just um, humility allowed the entire gospel to happen. Okay. Um, so yeah, it said like if um, Satan knew that Jesus was God, that Jesus Christ was God, he would have, instead of convincing the Jews to kill him, crucify him, he would have convinced them to do the opposite, to stop the... Um, the death and the resurrection from happening. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's loaded because then what, what does that mean? That, you know, that, uh, how would I want to put it? That uh, had Jesus, or had he known, he wouldn't have, you know, does that mean that Jesus, you know, blinded him? Why didn't Satan know? Um, because I guess if you go back to um, sort of the same reason why the Jews expected a great warrior or whatnot, and even after Jesus died, there was like those years after where they thought um, it was like right when uh, the temple was burned by the Romans, they thought that great like warrior leader was going to be the Christ. It's like the Old Testament prophets kind of talked about a great king or whatnot. And then you have like a simple man from uh, Galilee, yeah. Jesus. So it was kind of unsuspected. Uh, like Mary, they thought that she would be a great queen because that's like what the prophecies say, a great queen. It's like just a simple, humble woman. Yeah. So it um, protected them in a sense. Like they were still tempted, they were still attacked. Um, that's like shown in the gospel of Jesus in the desert. Um, but like they, um, they, they still were allowed to complete the prophecy, to complete what they had to fulfill. I guess that's like the sacrifice, to allow the sacrifice to happen, the passion. Uh, that might just, a little off topic, but I think uh, there is something there, like humility being the foundation of <laughs> virtues. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is the whole key. And, and, and to think of, I remember even getting into an argument with one of our monks, one of our honored, very highly intellectual Father Prasadam was talking about the inility of God, you know, and, and yet when you look at the whole mystery of the Incarnation, you know, the eternal Word of God entering the womb of Mary, you know, being conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. Well, that's it, it, a tremendous act of, of humility, and uh, and again, I I just think you know I think that's the very nature of love, to be humble. And if we're going to be loving person, or we're going to practice the virtues, humility is right at the forefront. Yeah. By the way, is that camera still working? Yeah, I think it is. I'll double check real quick. But um, <laughs> I guess we can go about another five or ten minutes. About um, the hour, four forty-five. Yeah.
Still a little confident. Any more thoughts? I think Joseph had some yeah. more there. Yes, he does. Well, so so we we have these these we have these seven virtues. Um, and so how do we ultimately and and you know so okay so so I, I've ultimately kind of said okay you know I'm looking at it here's the virtue that I need to work on mm-hmm. how do I go about expressing that how do I how do I go about kind of living that out I, I, I see that humility is something I need to work on how do I go about living that out yeah, the answer. Yeah, it's really hard question. It's a simple question, but it could be a hard answer. So, um, I guess just kind of you got to lower yourself in love. I think um, like going back to Saint Therese. Uh, I think like reading her in Saint Alphonsus. I don't know if you ever read much of Saint Alphonsus, but like that's their entire yeah. uh, thing, just loving God. It's like. Um, when you love God properly as a father, um, the God of the universe, that lowers you to still being a child of that father, but um, becoming almost like uh, you, um, like when you live a sinful, prideful life, you're living as if you're God, as if you are God. Um, but when you live a humble life, a loving life, you lower yourself to be like a child, childlike. Um, so I think it's really that innocence and like meekness, um, all those things, being patient with people, it develops a personality of humility. And really just, um, I think another thing, um, just meditating on your own weaknesses, your own faults. Mm-hmm. Um, like if somebody does something um, that upsets you, say they uh, get angry at you because you had a shortcoming, you're working with them. Um, just uh, think, I deserve this in a sense because um, maybe not I deserve this, but maybe um, in reparation for my sins, my past sins, this is a very light punishment for that rather than like um, hell, I believe. Because um, I think you could say like everyone deserves hell just from one little sin. Um, it's like anything in this life, though may seem large to us, it may affect us, it's really insignificant mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, very merciful, like just um, the, the punishments in this life are very merciful. Yeah, I think we, yeah. we kind of know when, you know what, uh, you know, again, if we're reading, if we're sensitive in any situ- situation, we kind of know what virtue we sh- need to practice. You know, I think, you know, whether it's uh, patience, or we need to be grateful, uh, kind, or we need to be chaste. I just think, you know, if we're, if we're tuned into the life of the Spirit, it just kind of pops up, naturally. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, you can really um, see that, like just uh, everything in life is, it can teach us something about God, like many. Yeah, everything. I think that's like one of the things I've realized, just um, becoming 
Christian, like even more recently, like trying to practice um, a spirituality in my own life, uh, growing closer to God. I just realized like how everything um, kind of has this unity to it. Like when um, I tried to eliminate all the sins in my life, just it almost has like a perfect um, smoothness to it, like my wife does. Like everything I do is very um, unconflicting because when you're sinning, you're going against your own self. You're yeah, going against right. God's deepest self. And you're getting like confused and all these different things. Right. It leads to a lot of tension, really. Right. Just like that repentance, then you have a life of smoothness doing and uh, being how God created you to be. So I kind of forgot what the original question was there. I like to ramble a lot. No, it, um, it, so so it, it was kind of just essentially, um, you know, how how do we go about expressing it? And you know, once we kind of um, um, figure out what it is we need to to work on, so. You know, in, again, the whole whole Christian faith. You know, if you read the scriptures. In some ways, especially clear in St. John's Gospel, the, the whole of uh, the Christian message can be summed up in uh, love of God, love of neighbor. And, but that, that means, you know, loving God all day long and loving your neighbor, uh, made in the image of God all day long. And, and, and just as I think we all kind of are sensitive when we're, we're sinned against, you know, well, if we can show that sensitivity in our actions toward others, we'll do what we need to do. But, um, so what about, because like our, 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 our reflexes are so quick. Um, yeah. And I, I know like mine, like I have just kind of like, like instant kind of reaction. Yeah. So when when we've you know when I've kind of how, how do you kind of work towards um, you know centering yourself in Christ when when these these reflexes are just so quick. <laughs> Well, um, I think you have to uh, practice a good spirituality beforehand. It's like, it's really like that doesn't just come up out of nowhere. It's like those seeds that were planted before whatever caused the reaction. So you don't just react yeah. to a situation that you, you uh, respond uh, in a loving way or you respond appropriately, you know. You can, you know, someone can say something, and and, uh, and I can react to, or start to have angry thoughts. Well, a red light should go on, you know. Mm -hmm. I can pursue that. And and to that same vein, so 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 you know those like an like an angry thought will go through my head. Mm -hmm. Not to pursue that. Um, because you know, so often when it, when a thought comes into our head, it's just kind of like, well, I, I have to, you know, I have to deal with that thought. But I can also choose not to not to, to respond follow, to it, and not to kind of entertain it. Okay. I think uh, one thing I started doing, I also got this from the spiritual combat. Um, mm -hmm. 
it's uh, it's not by a saint, just uh, one of the Christian writers at the time. However, um, he said to like when you have that thought come into your head, instead of um, contemplating it, which is really like the first good step, you shouldn't even uh, keep it in your mind. You have to still kind of redirect your thoughts to uh, God. So like what I do is I just imagine uh, the passion, just any scene from it. Uh, so yeah, like you just, um, you're using that moment for something good, or when somebody angers you, uh, just say a few prayers for that person. Yeah. Then it really relieves you of your anger. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and maybe start to love that person instead. Or just like, and that's where I think the act of love, you know, when that, that angry thought comes in, if you can. You know, catch yourself, you know, realize what's happening, and then just make that act of love. You know, Jesus, Mary, I love you, save souls. You know, just turning to Jesus, it, it immediately sheds light, and in a sense destroys that angry thought. And, but we need help all the time, you know, to do that. You know, because for days, you know, I was kind of disappointed and I was waking up and having these dreams. And, you know, I did, you know, kind of say, you know, the, the love prayer a few times, but I, I was saw I wasn't, you know, quick to engage it, you know. And uh, I think that uh, made it rougher, you know, to sleep last night or get the sleep I But, 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 like, you, you, you do things, um, what is it? I, I like what you say when, you know, like, you'll have one of those, those difficult moments, and then you'll say, you know, see Jesus, what a, you know, what I am without you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, again, you know, and I uh, told Joseph that those words in John's Gospel, I think it's chapter 15, without me you can do nothing, you know, and, and so I, every now and then I'll just tell Jesus, well, see, you know, when I've, I've messed up, I'll just say, well, Jesus, this is what I'll do without you. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and again, it points to the fact that we need God's help all the time. Again, that's where humility, I think, is so crucial. Because, uh, you know, with humility, we know uh, we need God's presence and grace in whatever situation. Yeah, it's really just um, all these are spiritual qualities, like theological virtues. Um, like those don't just come out of nowhere. They, they uh, animals don't have these theological virtues. But like they were revealed by God. So like really, um, the incarnation of Christ is like the revelation of love to men, like a perfect love. Because like of course the Old Testament uh, people had a sense of love. They had the Ten Commandments, but it was kind of like a weaker form of love. Yeah. Um, they weren't able to understand like the more perfect that's right. love. Yeah. That's like wow. Uh, St. Paul says um, the commandments of Jesus are the f 
fulfillment of the Ten Commandments, they they go beyond what the Ten Commandments were saying, like don't do this against your neighbor. Don't yeah, and all those, those laws, those prescriptions. Yeah, but uh, love it goes beyond that. Like so that's you're, right. You're actually doing good towards your neighbor rather than just not killing them or stealing from them. <laughs> you're doing something good for them. Again, I think that's the, the tremendous step that happened in the coming of the Holy Spirit. You know, we can only do that kind of, practice that kind of love with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Definitely. I think, uh, yeah, all the virtues, they just um, express themselves outwards. Um, they're kind of, uh, maybe gratitude, you can have that by yourself, but like the rest of them, uh, chastity, even like things like humility, you have to be humble in the sight of God. Um, so yeah, they all express themselves like in the same way that love does. So I think it really, it all goes back to love of God and love of neighbor. Yeah. I think that's the secret of life. And 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 when when we're kind of like coming up against a, a society that that is is just so counter to you know a lot of these virtues or kind of you know um, how, how do we um, how do we really exp express it um, you know do you know what I mean when, when I think we're a lot more aware of the tension there's a part of me saying you know, I think we're, we're seeing the consequences of not practicing the virtues much more clearly. And uh, in one way, there, you know, there is the, the awful polarization that's going on in society and the states here. But I think it's uh, that we're seeing more the truth of what has been going on a long time. And I think that's good, you know, because we're faced, you know, especially, you know, like with our treatment of the globe, the whole global warming, you know, the selfishness that's going on in the, our treatment of the world around us, in our use of resources. And uh, we're, well, we're faced with, with the consequences of that. And well, how are we going to, you know, it isn't enough just to make resolves, you have to put into practice some real clear um, proceedings. Well, well yeah, because I mean, like, like we were talking about um, like gratitude, for instance, and then, and you know, just being grateful for the environment, the, you know, the, the things that we have around us, as opposed to kind of that, that, that instant gratification that, yeah. that, that's so kind of like prevalent. Um, so I mean, half of it is just kind of you know realizing where you know where I am, and then being able to um, kind of you know begin to move yeah, in a more Christ-like way. See the vices. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a very courageous because there's this there's this one scene in this movie that I remember. This is going way back, and and so. It is called The Never Ending Story. Okay. It's like a, a very cool um, 80s movie. Is it Peter Pan? No. Um, that's, that's, that, um, 
You're thinking of um, like Neverland. Yeah. It's it's a, it, it um, but but so the, it, it's the same kind of concept. And so this this guy he he it, it's this 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 kind of this young hero. He goes through all these 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 different you know. There's these oracles like you know it, that he has to go through in order to to you know kind of to get to these these this this wisdom. It's 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 like a it's like a uh, it's a hero story, a wisdom story. And, and eventually he um, kind of this last obstacle that he has to face is this this wall that's a mirror and so he ends up facing himself as he truly is and I, I just kind of thought you know for a kid's story that's that was like like really intense but but it's there's something coming kind of true about that and there's something very cre- courageous I think about kind of saying okay you know this is the virtue that I really do need to work on and just to kind of like really, you know, head that on, fa- you know, you know, tackle it face on. I think it's like the purpose of prayer. Um, it's like God doesn't need our prayers per se. Like um, He's God; He doesn't need them, but they're really for us because they uh, force us to be contemplative, to reflect on our own weaknesses or um, what we need to grow upon. Like that side, it's the importance of prayer. Um, yeah, I was gonna say something else, I kind of forgot. But. The importance of prayer. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of grow upon. Yeah, it just allows you to reflect, and I think that's like a lot of people in the world today. They don't like to reflect. They don't like to. That's why they don't like boredom. They um, boredom forces them to contemplate um, themselves. And uh, I guess like plenty of saints said that God speaks through silence. It's like it's just um, when you're alone in silence, like that's when you hear God really assisting you in prayer. Because as we kind of said at the beginning, like the Holy Spirit inspires prayer. It's like it's God kind of whispering, and then you're responding to that and being transformed by that. And that's that's almost what I was thinking about when you were talking about adoration, and you were just like, man, you know, I can't even you know do, do the Our Father, yeah. and and I've done that too, where like I've I've come into to the church and I've just been like, you know, I I'm having all these different thoughts, I I can't you know I can't do the Psalms right now, and it's just kind of like, well, that's gonna be you know my my expression of love for God, you know, in, in this. This struggle is is what I'm able to give him, and, and he'll let him transform that. But just kind of own that. It's just like this is where I am right now. Um, did, did, does that sound right? Yeah, or I I find it. You know, that's why I, I will go to vespers. In fact, in a little bit, I'm going to be leaving for vespers. And I need to really kind of settle down and uh, be quiet. And you know, and that's where I'll, I'll say the Jesus prayer, or I say a few prayers before the divine office. And it gets me the it gets me out of this turmoil mm-hmm. and all these things I'm preoccupied with. And I think uh, you know we need that inner quiet if we're going to really practice the virtues. Mm-hmm. You know, be be sensitive. We're going to be if I'm going to be sensitive, what's happening in choir? You know, that, that we use the prayer of Christ. You know, more and more I'm convinced that the Psalms, that's the, the prayer of the whole Christ, you know, the struggling Christ, the suffering Christ, the, 
the glorified Christ, the joyous Christ. And, but it, you have to let yourself move into that Christ consciousness, you know, if you're really going to pray that. But I have to get out of my, you know, all the things I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sort of just um, like when you stand in front of the sun, eventually you get a sunburn. <laughs> um, I believe uh, the first saint of this millennium said that. Uh, the first saint uh, born in the year 2000, I believe. This uh -huh. is a, a really young saint, Carlo Cutis, and he died. Uh, he was very young. But that's besides the point, I guess. Just, um, died when he was young. Yeah, he died when he was like 13. Uh -huh. He was like the first saint of this millennium, and like a really young saint as well. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, like as he said, just like staying in front of the light, like a dark room, um, if you just open up the window, the light will come in and fill the room up with light. It's like kind of um, just us being uh, in the darkness of sin, we have to expose ourselves to the divine goodness and be uh, transformed by that. Yeah, I just put out an article somewhere of the lay Cistercians that thing about the the universities of today uh, need to take on a monastic kind of consciousness. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't know where that was at. New York Times, actually. Yeah. And uh, apparently one of the professors at, at a, one of the big universities uh, was uh, someone who had experience of monastic life and he was determined if the students were to take his course they had to do a, a month of silence you know and again it's to face yourself you know to be able to stop and realize the inner turmoil and uh, and I think he, you know, apparently it has really helped a number of students to get in touch with what's really going on. And I think in our, our world today, the, the media's, it, it, all the con the stimulus, it doesn't allow much time to be, you know, really in touch with deeper self. Yeah, something down, just sitting down and meditating. One thing I did about a month ago, I believe, that was really helpful, just my own life, was um, just going through my entire life. So I don't have as many years as both of you, though you, both of you look younger than me, I think. We'll let the audience decide. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I just like thought of all these moments I've sinned in my life, like the very first sin that I can remember. Um, I know you remember what it was now, but just all of those, and then like um, all these moments I've been let down by people in my life or situations. Yeah. It's like even though sin, you were desiring something, though it may have been like a faulty desire, it may have been directed toward the wrong thing. Um, that's really like a, the beauty of Christ, just Christ is the fulfillment of all these desires right. and all these shortcomings he um, is the completion of those as well sure so i think that's just um, the importance of just reflecting on your
yourself. Sure. And and and, and what what did you do? You you did kind of like a like a you just kind of reflected on 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 these different moments in your life. Yeah, just um took me about an hour. I was kind of just laying on the couch. Um, I fell asleep halfway through. I think it was a long, a long way even being 21 years old. But um, just going through like each sin that I could remember. Really, the major sin. Just oh wow, you could really only remember the major ones. Um, and then you just look at all the moments you were let down in your life. And, um, if you wanted something out of this situation, you like um, didn't get that, or like you were left broken maybe from that. And really, it's like Christ is the fulfillment of all those. So then you can uh, consider, like, why would Christ be the fulfillment of that uh, brokenness? Like, how would Christ fix that? Or, like, how would Christ complete this desire that I was searching for? And so, yeah, it, um, it leaves you humble at the end of it because you, you just realize your own brokenness through all those years. Sure. Yeah, it brings you a lot yeah, closer. Yeah, we all have to disappear. Yeah. I think that's really the start of anyone's uh, spiritual life, is just um, realizing how far they have fallen away from God. Yeah, what we'll do without Jesus. Yeah. I think uh, going back to like, one of the things I said, like, why would Jesus die on the cross? Like, why was the, um, the death of Christ necessary? Because, um, forget who said it, but like the reason Jesus died on the cross was to show his great love for us. Um, I think like St. Thomas Aquinas, he said like just one drop of blood would have been sufficient, but Jesus like uh, shed all of his blood just to show his overwhelming love. Okay. So yeah, like people say, um, like why didn't God just stab his fingers? Well, that wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't show that love firsthand in the human experience. Yeah, anyway, is that time for you were about to Yeah, I'd like to go to church. Yeah, I think oh, we salvaged it pretty well. This will be yeah, good. this is good. This is yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 We do this. Hopefully it's just used to someone besides ourselves.